All right, hello everyone, and thank you for tuning into the episode one of the Queen City podcast. I'm John, and Spencer is sitting right next to me. Hello, world. Hello. Um, so today we we actually have a really great guest, a really special guest with us, uh, one of Springfield, Missouri's finest. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> her name is Miranda Reynolds. Uh, Miranda is the head of development at a software company here in town, mostly serious. Um, she was also the co-founder of the Geek Foundation, and she has been nominated for Biz 417's 20 Under 30. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, I want to let the podcast listeners know that I have about five nicknames, and uh, I have the pleasure of knowing John and Spencer as friends, so you might hear them refer to me as Miranda, Randy, Joe, Joe. It's all me. Um, but anyways, <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast. It's uh, it's great to be here. Welcome. You're the you're the first the first guest, so yeah. you should feel like really special. I feel really honored. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be huge, obviously. So you know, <laughs> yeah, to be huge. the inaugural inaugural interviewee. That's, that's a really hard word stuff. to say. <laughs> inaugural. That's why I messed it up. It is, it is, it is really hard. I have a hard, like a hard time saying like two or three letter words. So inaugural. <laughs> You already, honestly, we could end the podcast right here and it'd probably be really great. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Randy Joe, you, uh, you just, uh, you just got back from Colorado. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, how was that? It was quite an amazing trip. First of all, Colorado's just like a wonderful place to be. It's beautiful. The mountains are amazing. You can river raft. It's insane. But on top of all that... My boyfriend of two years asked me to marry him, so it was quite a lovely trip. And, and then, you said? Oh, of course I said yes. <laughs> this is actually the same thing that happened when he asked me. Instead of saying anything, I just kissed him. <laughs> and then after a little while, I'm like, oh, you know, I probably should say yes, get the ring, all of that stuff. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Well, yeah, congratulations. Awesome. That's, that is really awesome. Very cool. Really awesome. I can't wait for the party. It's going to be the, good. The wedding party. That's going to be gonna sweet. It's going to be good. Yeah, the next day we climbed a mountain too, so that's pretty like. That's cool. It's like it's like the first test amazing. of like you know your your engagement <laughs> relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can we climb this mountain can together? Can you climb the mountain together? <laughs> it's so if he, if he wouldn't have made it up the mountain, would you have changed your mind? <laughs> that's a good question. You know, I'm a uh, glad I don't have to decide that. So we'll just leave it as <laughs> yeah. is. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, awesome. till death do us part. It's like if you die going up this mountain. <laughs> We might just go ahead and part, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a little dark. Okay. The Queen City Comedy Hour apparently is what we are today. Okay. Well, well yeah. Okay, so Randy Joe, you are a uh, head developer at a local business here. Um, a uh, see, how would you explain it? It's yeah, just, well, yeah, can you explain Mostly Serious to me? Because I've, I've actually just like, our listeners and myself is are wondering the same thing. Like, what exactly is Mostly Serious? Because I know you guys do software, websites, that kind of stuff. But you guys do like like branding and whatnot too? or We do. So um, basically, we're a, a digital design and development studio. Okay. So um, we do anything on the web. Uh, it's all custom work. Um, but that means we can handle like 
a client's branding all the way to making sure that that brand is consistent for them on their marketing website. And then even beyond that, you know, if they need tools that help them automate their systems and like bring, bring people together, uh, or maybe sell a product online, we can do something like that too. Cool. Cool. So like if I had like an idea, like for like a, for like a business and I didn't have any marketing for it or a logo or like anything like that, I could come to mostly serious and be like, guys, make my online presence awesome. Yeah, as long as you're not playing with the phone, you got to have the money, you know. We got to pay our employees a <laughs> right, salary right, right, and right. all of that. But yeah, basically. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And how long have you been there? I've been there o- over three and a half years. That's awesome. Yeah. So one thing that I was kind of curious is, uh, what made you want to go into this field? What what what, what about uh, being a developer yourself um, kind of drew you in? And you know. Well, it was kind of an accident to start. Uh, happy accident for me. Um, my one of my older brothers is is uh, is a programmer. He went to Missouri State for computer science. I eventually followed in his footsteps, but um, I never really thought about it because I had always thought that you had to be like a child genius to be good at programming, um, and I just wasn't that. I mean, I was always like really savvy at word processing documents and I was fast typer and all of that but in my mind that didn't you know that doesn't and really doesn't necessarily translate to programming but um, I was really good at math and I was really good at science and I felt like I wanted to go into fields related to math and science um, but I really had no idea what I wanted to do but the day I graduated high school I got a call from um, someone I knew who was starting a business and they thought I was smart and wanted to come in for an interview, basically. Uh, So I'm like 18. I'm in this interview for a job that I have no clue if I can do, (laughs) especially given the whole like, you know, you're an 18 year old girl and you are lacking lots of confidence in the first place. (laughs) And then secondly, the only other job interview you've done is singing at Cold Stone. (laughs) I think I was there for that. (laughs) That sounds that a lot like my my eighteen year old. Was I an eighteen year old norm? <laughs> I, I feel you like might, you might have been. You might have been you very well. Could have been. Yeah. But anyway, I well, I will tell you, it was like the most horrific interview ever. But thankfully, I think they were just doing the interview because they felt like they had to, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the reason that they they wanted to hire me and, and try me out as a programmer is because I beat them and like all their family at this uh strategy board game called settlers of Catan. <laughs> i think i've played yes, that before. I've, I've never <laughs> played it but everyone that i know that has played it like sings praises is about that the that. one where you're like building bridges like across the board and like you have to have like you have like cards that give you like and like when you reach like a certain point on the board you get like certain supplies or am i thinking of something certain different? supplies yeah you don't yeah, yeah, and you basically build roads. Yeah, you build roads. And then yeah. settlements and cities. That's yes, cool. yes, yeah. I played that once. It's what so you 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 won against everybody that you were playing. Yeah, basically, I I beat all the Reynolds family, and so <laughs> they thought that they could give me a job. It was kind of this perfect win win scenario where I was the first. So I was the first developer they hired, the fourth employee other than the two owners, and they could pay me. A really low sal, a really low wage, but for me, I was getting quite a raise from where I was at my right. minimum wage jobs and learning something new. So it was like really a win-win for everyone. So I spent the first three months um, after high school working with them and just learned to love it 
after I got the hang of it. it takes a little while. And so I decided to major in it. That's really cool. So did you, so did you have like any kind of like coding experience or anything going into that or did zero. you just just settle as a Catanix experience? Literally zero coding experience. Wow, that's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. So now that you are a little bit, you know, farther along, obviously you're a head developer now, you've moved up in a different company, not the one that you started with, but a different company. What are some things that you think you've learned as far as being a woman cuz I I that's one thing that we can definitely um talk about probably on a different podcast just women in the workplace as far as is in this in this particular field anyway um what are some things that you may may have learned um along the way well one of the big things is that you know men are not men are not intrinsically any better at programming than women right even though there's definitely still that perception and not that many people maybe say it out loud that often but it's there because only 25% of women in, in computing fields or, or of, of people in computing fields are women. So it's, it's incredibly, it's an incredibly low number of women that are in this field compared to even other scientific fields that are actually gaining in terms of their gender equality. Um, fields like biology, um, it's not the norm anymore to think that men have any advantage in right. that field than women, and that's why they're seeing their numbers increase. Right. Um, so why? I, this is I, I've read that too. I've heard that in engineering and in in more sciencey fields that men and women are pretty equal as far as like what they're studying in college. Um, maybe not equal, but it's getting more closer to equal. But in programming, that's not the case. Um, I mean, what what what, do you, what are your opinions on that? Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it definitely is true. Like, especially in Missouri, too, we have, have really low numbers. Um, uh, in, in 2014, there were um, about 800 computer science students, and only 15% of those were female. Wow. Very, very low. Um, it, it's Is there, like, an intimidation factor that you feel? like Exactly. Is it with the – is it just because of the – the, the high number of, of males in the field is that is that part of the intimidation or do you think I it's think the actual it. material that it that is somehow is being learned I mean obviously it's not not to say that women can't do that yeah but what, what do you think that is yeah I think that it's first of all like we as human beings don't realize how much the narrative our environment affects our choices and life and so when, when you see the narrative that only a quarter of people in this field are women, mm-hmm. if you're not consciously thinking about it, which most people aren't, then that sends a signal that, that women aren't good programmers or there's a reason for them not to be in it. Maybe it's, you know, not ex- maybe the job place is not ex- um, inviting enough to women, you know, um, so there's there's so much going on there. It's hard to pinpoint it down. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely there. And I th- I think that the, the biggest thing, like I was saying in my story, is I had I had never even considered c- computer science as a field. Right. That I would think I would be good at. I thought that you had to be passionate about it when you were young right you know what I mean and because girls are not you know encouraged to go into that when they're younger they're not thinking about it as a valid option and because if they were going to go 
say they're going to take a, a, a high school class, uh, a high school computer science class or like an AP computer class in high school, they would be the, pretty much the only girl. Right. And now if you think about girls in high school, right. um, whether this is by nature or nurture, I'm not here to debate that part of it at the moment but i mean think about girls like to do everything in groups or in pairs right they go to the bathroom together and you know they eat together they do everything together um so i think that just it's hard to it's hard to break that gap when it's already so low right yeah i uh i i I listened to a uh, podcast from npr which by the way all of our podcast listeners all four of you should definitely check out anything that npr does (laughs) agreed (laughs) um hidden brain i think is what i was listening to and they actually did a a podcast um just a real short 15 minute one about like the decline of women in programming because they their their story was is that back like some of the first computer programmers were actually women Mm -hmm. and it was actually a very uh, like female um, dri- like dominated and driven field. There were a lot of the first programmers were women. And then sometime, according to this podcast, sometime in the 1980s was whenever the gap started to just be like outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, they, they pointed to like a number of different things. Like, you know, at that time, a lot of the, a lot of the marketing um, for toys that had anything to do with, um, you know, programming or like, you know, anything like that were more marketed towards boys. Yeah. You know, because it, it's a business, it helps you to market towards, you know, a specific niche market. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's what happened. And so they were kind of like attributing, attributing it to that. Um, and I also um, don't know how um, many female professors, too, in college were teaching computer science, like at that time. I think there was a, I think it was just a very male dominated, um, uh, you know, male dominated, uh, teaching core as well, yeah. which I think really caused some issues. So I don't know. I just thought that that was, that was interesting. Um, well, to speak to that point a little bit, um, you're talking about how they they didn't have female teachers, so they're not seeing those role models. Right. Um, there's also as pathetic as the numbers are in terms of women in, in programming, the number of of women in leadership positions in the tech world is even smaller, right. you know? And so if women don't feel like they can succeed in any line of work, they're not as likely to go into it. I mean, that, that's a human thing. It's any, any right. group, you know, right. would, group would feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so yeah, so there's obviously there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that can be done there because, um, the field of, of programming and developers um, is like exploding. Like, I mean, yeah. you see these like coding boot camps that are like uh, popping up, um, you know, trying to get people ready to be like a developer in like, you know, X amount of time, 12 weeks, 16 right. weeks, whatever, some crazy, ridiculous amount of time. Um, and I mean, so there's a lot of opportunity there for a lot of women. And I, I think the good thing about programming and, and developing developer jobs is that they usually pay pretty well. They do. Um, and so, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there for women that may not be in the best situation to learn this skill and get really good at it and then put themselves in a, a really good position, like maybe like a single mom or something like that. I mean, w- w- would you agree? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, that's kind of where my passion lies a little bit too in some of the uh, basically just like volunteer work. And I, I've, I've been in the last year, I've been trying to wrap my head about how can I actually help change this? You know, I've been thinking about it since I was in college because until my senior year, I didn't have a single female in any of my computer science classes. Wow, That is crazy. Yeah. 
So, uh, so recently then, you did start a foundation kind of geared towards just helping people. Like, uh, 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 I guess, go ahead and speak about it. Yeah, it's called the Geek Foundation. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah. the Geek Foundation. Tell, sure. Yeah, tell us about that. You're, you're a co-founder, right? Yeah, I'm co-founder uh, with Krista Perrier. Um, kind of a little bit of awesome chance that we kind of got together. We got connected through a coworker, but basically the idea is we want to make sh- we want to we want to increase diversity in the tech field um, by making sure that money is not a barrier. So we want to provide programming classes um, based on a, on a sliding scale, um, and it'll it'll cover lots of areas of tech, programming, IT, um, maybe some robotics, maybe even ancillary things like like graphic design and how that plays into like front end development, um, but. Yeah, the the idea is just that we want to be the space at the beginning of the of of, of the education market. Basically, um, we want to recruit people who might not have found it on their own. People like me, you know what I mean? Right. I wouldn't have found it on my own. I lucked into it. Um, so we want we want to bring those people into the fold because, like you were saying, Spencer, there are so many tech jobs that can't even be filled yet right there's a huge need for yeah. tech people which for, is for probably also why they get paid so well right good right. old capitalism you know? right but <laughs> 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 can't fill those spots uh put a higher price on it right so. <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool that's cool so i mean that's um you know i i, I think I, that's a really respectable thing to do um and uh, I, 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 I just think that opens up so many doors uh, for, so, for so many people because, I mean, really to learn programming, you just need a mentor and exactly. like, and like <laughs> some books, you know, and yeah. just like someone to just kind of guide you along the way. It's, it's really, I think it's, I think it's one of those skills that is just like so, I don't want to say easily taught or easily learned, but there's a lot of information surrounding it. And like, it's available, it's available. It's not like learning to be like a doctor or like a lawyer or something. I mean, this is information that is like anybody can learn, Uh which is amazing. That is so amazing. And I think that's really cool that you're like trying to help people that may not necessarily have access to that or like know that they even have access to that. Yeah. Well, Um, and, and with the Geek Foundation too, it seems like it really spans across, um, you know, any type of race barrier or, 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 you know, just socioeconomic class barrier, barrier. yeah, class barrier and anything like that, you know, it really reaches out to a lot of different people from tons of different backgrounds. And it's, and especially when money does come into play because nowadays to go to college and learn that kind of stuff or go to even a a boot camp or something like that, it's can be very intensive. So our, our, if you were to enter like hypothetically enter into the geek foundation how would it work yeah what yeah what would that look like well we're we're building out the class structure and everything now we'll we'll probably be testing some pilot programs um beginning of next year is what we're thinking okay um but you know it's 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 in the brainstorm phase but i'm mean, basically what it's going to look like is small classrooms um probably a maximum of 10 to 12 people um, and we'll teach maybe like a four to six week course that meets a couple times a week. Um, and these will be different based on the class and right. the age range. You know, you have totally different needs when you're teaching elementary kids versus Call adults who are looking education. for a job. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's going to be a lot of, a lot going into all of that. But I think one of the most important things is that 
once we get them into classes, it's almost not even as much about what we teach them as being a mentor there for them. And right. I think you really touched on that, Spencer. It's like anybody can learn it if they have a mentor. If they have someone that's, that's, that's just guiding them along. Yeah, exactly. And that's true for, I mean, a lot of skills. Right, but I feel like right. in programming, especially because there's just... When you sit, you know, behind the terminal, and then you're just trying to <laughs> type your first couple lines of code, there are so many different things that can go wrong, and you just look at it, and it just looks like a jumbled mess, and you're just like, "What the heck?" Yeah, yeah. Every t- I mean, every time I try to pull up solitaire on my computer, I, I have a hard enough time. If I had to like stare at a blank screen and create something, no. But I've always thought, of, I mean, it, seriously though, like it's so fascinating to me. You know, when you drive through big cities and you see construction, right? You see all these big towers going up and stuff like that, and you see all these people working hard to get that done. It's just crazy to me when you think about it on a net level, you know what I mean, or, or, or the, the web, you know what I mean? It's the same kind of concept. There are people building, you know, and, and it's, it's really, really fascinating because it's just a whole different type of construction, if you will, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and totally. it's, 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 really, it's really awesome, and it's obviously the way of the future now. Um, I sound like an old person when I say that. <laughs> you are Man, these kids out here, they're just... I don't even know. I don't With even know what they're Facebooks doing. their Facebooks and yeah, their... Yeah, they're crazy. And their tweeters. It's all over my head. I just take my fishing boat out. That's all. Man, if I had a nickel for every time we got a call from a, a potential client asking if we could make Facebook for them. I'm like, I want this app, you know, it's like very collaborative, kind of like Facebook, you know, mixed with like Pandora, if you could do that. <laughs> so people people ask for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what, what, what is like one of the craziest Yeah, yeah, tell us, yeah, what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's one of the craziest things that you, that you guys have ever asked, that someone's ever asked you to make? Oh boy. Is there, is there? You're putting me on the spot, my well, memory's well, so terrible. Uh, well, is, well, is there like, maybe not crazy, but what's one that like, is there one that sticks out that was... That was funny. Or maybe just like a funny request. Maybe they didn't actually become like a client or something. <laughs> well, we've gotten like some people with like board games and things. That's been like... They want you no, to make there a board was like game? A, I think there was like a, a Christian card game. And they wanted us to make like a digital version of it. Oh, kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity or something? Yeah, yeah. but like, like a Christ like against family humanity. friendly. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, I don't know that would be it. <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder what that like what cards on that. Or would they look wanted like. to make they wanted us to make a mobile app for it. I think. Wow. It was so. Uh, what? How, was where, did, where did that go? Oh, nowhere. Nowhere. Okay. No. Okay. They didn't. You know, didn't didn't come through. Mm. <laughs> Low Bummer. budget. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Send, send that one to Shark Tank. Yeah, to Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, wow, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad I know that now. Um, <laughs> um, so, what would you say? Because maybe, maybe, maybe this is a huge maybe. Maybe one day there's going to be some some lady out there listening to this podcast, and she's like, you know, she might be in the same situation that you were in, like, you know, right after high school, not sure what they're going to do. Um, you know, what, what would you say to somebody, maybe not even a lady, it doesn't necessarily have to be a lady, but if anybody, anybody anybody in this situation, anybody in that situation, um, what would you say to them if they were like, maybe programming, maybe, maybe computing is something I want to get into. Like, what would you, like, what would you, what would your best advice be? It's a good question. Well, you know, contact the Geek Foundation. Yes. Once we're up and running. (laughs) (laughs) Contact me, honestly, and, and I can help get you pointed in the right direction. But, um, Seeking out a mentor is going to be good. I know not everybody would be able to do that, but um, just anybody with experience who you can go to and ask questions. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing I would say, though, is that 
colleges definitely want to be more diverse. They don't necessarily know how to do it. Yeah. But they do want it and they encourage it. Okay. Like I know that <laughs> I don't this is, I don't know if this is politically correct or anything. That's but, okay. This uh, this podcast isn't about political correctness. <laughs> well, my one of my professors when I was like applying for like a department scholarship was like you definitely should apply because we want, <laughs> you know, we want to incentivize women to, <laughs> to be in this. Yeah. Now it turns out that these scholarships, anyway, like so few people apply right, that right. basically, if you write, if you finish the that, application, you get, you the get scholarship. a scholarship. Well, <laughs> that's but one like, way to get it. It just, you know, it just goes to show. Like, and I, like, the professors were very nice to me, you know, and they were very encouraging because they really do, they really do want to see. Um, a diverse culture thrive. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're a woman, if you're African-American, if you're Latino, which, by the way, uh, African-Americans and Latinos are even more underrepresented in the field right. than women are. Right. Um, so and I'm trying to make that as much of a priority um, for me as, as getting more girls involved too. Yeah. Um, cause it's easy for me as the woman who went through the situation to, um, think, yes, I need to get girls involved, but I know that there are other groups too that are, um, that need just as much help. Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm thinking about how the geek foundation is going to recruit, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm being as inclusive as right, I want right. people to be of me too, you know? Right, right. No, that's really cool. So, are, so are you, uh, um, are you guys like, um, is it going to be like at mostly serious, or you guys like have like your own space for it, or? We are uh, going to use space at the E Factory. Oh, nice. Cool. Okay, yeah. that is really cool. Um, we've also we're also talking to other partners too because one really interesting thing that I've so I've spent a lot of time just networking and trying to meet other people in nonprofit organizations who are doing similar things. Um, so I talked to Linda Ramey Grevy at, uh, from care to learn, and she had some really amazing advice about helping, um, people with low income, low income families, um, that they have so many barriers to getting to something that will better them. Right. So many barriers. I mean, you, it's not just money, it's transportation, it's food, it's childcare, it's lack of, um, basically lack of support, you know, yeah. unstable environments. So, um, one thing we're, we'll probably do too is, is try to bring some courses to, um, low income areas in Springfield so that transportation, money's not a barrier already, but transportation wouldn't be a barrier either. Um, and another thing that she talked to me about that I think is really important is not only having mentors that can help you get through a programming problem, but just having a mentor who can help push through those barriers to actually getting to a class. Yeah. So whether that's like you know, a ride. calling them, giving them a ride, um, giving them a gas card if they need it, um, working with parents, working with whatever family that's kind of interfering with that. So cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, one thing that uh, I know that uh, in, mo in most recent news, um, we noticed that you were nominated for the Biz 417 
Is, is that the uh, 20 under 30? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So there's 20 people under the age of 30. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's that's what 20 that 20 important people under the age of 30 in Springfield. And None I'm, of you are important, though. Get that right. <laughs> uh, right. So there's a, so basically what we I were just learning here is I was 31. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was 20 under 31. <laughs> I was a 21st under 31. <laughs> so basically what, what 417 Magazine is trying to say is that there's only 20 important people under 30. I think 30. that's what they're trying to say. I'm not even sure how I feel about should, being you included. Be, you should, no. That's not very politically correct. <laughs> that, that isn't very politically correct. But episode 2, 417 Magazine comes on Queen City Podcast. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, uh, that's that actual meeting or the, the, the presentation for that hasn't happened yet, right? That'll be... Yeah, there's going to be like a... There's going to be a big party at Missouri Spirits oh, on nice. September 23rd. So okay. that's like the big unveiling. And I, the magazine article will come out shortly, I think. Okay. But yeah, awesome. it, was, uh, it was it was pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's cool. Really that's, I mean, that's cool. Put you me got in that. a pretty dress and I had my friend do my makeup. It was great. <laughs> They made me do an awkward like uh, video this year. It's a new thing. Like a, like a like a just a little profile. Yeah, they were gonna Reynolds. turn it into a GIF or a GIF, however you want to say it. I think there's a big debate online about there how is. you're supposed to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> have, have, have you looked into any of the other twenty people that have been nominated or, or other nineteen? Nineteen. Sorry. Yeah, because twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, I. I my math is really bad. See, I, that's that's why I didn't go into programming. I was like, yeah. <laughs> You know, 20 plus 1 is 19, right? Something like, <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Plus minus. That's funny. Same thing. Yeah, there's, um, I, I haven't looked at everybody yet, but I, I think there's a lady from Harmony House, which is pretty cool. That's right. a, that's right, a right. really great, um, a really great nonprofit too. And um, I actually met a guy the other day at a random event and he got introduced as also in 20 under 30. But for the life of me, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I get to blame. So this is the good thing about being a developer now or programmer is that like I get to blame my non-people skills on this <laughs> job choice of mine. Because you just oh, have you know, so much programmers, going. they right. just you know they, have they don't so have any social mind. skills. Yeah, you're you're just you're just <laughs> constantly coding in your head. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Not gonna, I'm just know, like always in a cave, and you know, how can I know how to read? human cues it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah for real though because i mean like i mean how many computers have you met that have like a personality like, at all yeah you know? not, not that's that many. A, i mean they're i think they're trying, to trying to get there that. that's the whole yeah. thing so considering that uh, this this podcast is you know all things springfield how do you feel personally feel about the way springfield is developing um just overall because i know that you're you're highly you try to stay highly involved in the community you like I know you, you strive in your personal life to do whatever you can to help the community um, or, you know, in any way you can, really. I know that that's a, a big part of what you do. So how do you feel like it's uh, it's developing as of late? Um, well, you know, I will have to admit that I'm definitely biased because this is the only place I've lived and it's hard not to it's hard not to feel like it's awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because it's yours. You know right, what I mean? Because right. you're part of it and you always have been. Um, but you know, it's, it's just interesting. Like we've seen a lot of political turmoil over the last few years, which I think is, has been really interesting mm -hmm. to watch. Um, 
we were in this interesting place of being a college town, but then also, you know, like ultra conservative. Yeah. Ultra conservative. And like, there's definitely a lot of older people here too. Right. And so I think there's always this bash, you know, like there's always these big issues coming up and, and the young people are always fighting against the old people for like a turf war basically. Right. Right. So it's kind of interesting that in, and I think that in that sense, we don't get to see a lot of, in my mind, like progressive forward political movement. Right. Um, but that's not to say there's nothing good going on because there really yeah. are. And like people, Springfield's a, a community of people who care about relationships. And yeah. so there's a lot that goes on. Like, I think it, I think it's good that, that we kind of have seen that political turmoil uh, over the past couple of years because growing up, I don't really, any part of this just could have been my ignorance from being a child, <laughs> which I'm sure some of it is that, but I don't remember even in like high school, like there like being like things like, you know, like the, the whole thing with, um, the congressman, um, whose name is leaving me now, um, or not congressman, the city council guy, Burnett, Justin Burnett yeah. with like his whole thing against women and under boob and side boob and that whole, <laughs> just yeah. silly stuff. Yeah. Just really just ridiculous stuff. Um, and, and the I, non-discrimination stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, that was really ridiculous too. And I, but I, you, I don't remember seeing any kind of turmoil about that kind of stuff like growing up. So I feel like, you know, and it, that might be just because of the new generation of people who are, you know, becoming politically active and like giving a crap about what's going on in, in their life and in their government and their local government. And I think that's really cool. So I think that's, I think that's good that Springfield is, is, is doing that. I think it's kind of funny too, because, you know, when you talk about that turf war or whatever, you know, you have, you know, kids walking around like with the free the nipple rally, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> and then, and then on the side of that, you have like, you know, these people who are just leaving downtown, for instance, at, you know, at 7 p.m. because they know that, you know, all these young kids are coming and they see the Free the Nipple rally and they <laughs> think to themselves, you know, what is Springfield coming to? You know, they're just, you know, but these are also a lot of those people are also some of the people that are in in charge, if you will, like as far as like maybe city with with city council yeah. or yeah. or in, um, you know, uh, city hall or something like that or ju- local judges or whatever. So I think it's kind of funny because I do think that there is, um, as far as as far as Springfield goes, in, in my personal experience, I feel like there is a uh, kind of this forward progressing way of thinking that's that's start that's happening. It's been happening, but as far as organizing it and getting it to really uh, move and and reach its full potential, it's nice to see people like you doing your, doing what you do because I think that that's only going to help. It will down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, but, uh, I, yeah, I would, I will make a public service announcement right now. <laughs> we need reasonable, good people to run for city council. Uh, I think I know, that's, I know that's, once. I know, I know, I know. You know, I'm, I'm uh, no, I'm not talking about you. No, I'm saying, <laughs> no, no, okay, no, yeah, you, yeah, okay. Sorry you got for that me. clap. You it probably me. didn't work well on the microphone, but yeah, it's okay. Right. There'll be a sound drop right after that joke that goes like, but um, But yeah, I think, I think it's in my future someday. I'm seeing like, maybe I have children and when I take time off to have children, I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, I was going to anyway. say, wait, you take time off to have children, but you also gain a city council position. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about that later. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's really important that, that people really do step up and see that as as a potential opportunity, yeah. mm-hmm. um, to really move Springfield forward. And 
I also think it's really important that someday we have paid city council positions. I think that part think of the reason too. why we see some of the people we do is because it just it just takes so much time and commitment to do that. And so a, your regular average day Jane can't like take time out of her of her already busy schedule to do this huge commitment right. that doesn't give her any compensation. Right. Um, so I, re I really think that we could get a more diverse um, and, and representative of Springfield City Council if it paid something. And it's not like it would need to pay a lot, but right. you know, some sort of like stipend to help something just carry to, some of that weight for your just for your time because yeah. i mean as city council like you know that takes up a lot of time if you're working full time to support support your family and yourself and then you got to take on city council as well but not get any additional like that's not appealing to anybody like no. to most people i don't want to say anybody but that's not appealing to a lot of people yeah and you'd get i mean money holds value so <laughs> whatever it's like you know like you, uh, i did uh, yoga training and and the teachers said, you know, you really shouldn't hold a free yoga class unless it's for, you know, a charity thing or something like that. Um, you shouldn't hold a free yoga class because the people won't take the value from it. They won't see it as valuable if it doesn't have a literal value attached to it. Uh, yeah. And as much as money corrupts and is the source of the root of all evil, yeah. um, that is how our so are you the world you sees value. Paid for this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought this was free. But I, want this to be, I want people to take. I think she's actually going to be paying us. Oh, oh, she's paying. I think that's, that's how, right. I think that's how it works. Yeah, because we're the value. Right, so that I'll see your podcast is valuable. Because right now I don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, hey, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll just wrap up by just just saying. We want to thank you, Rainy yes, Joe. Thank you so much for seriously being. for for being a part of our very first podcast. We hope all of you found this uh, interesting, inspirational. Um, Randy Joe, if there's any way that someone, maybe uh, any of our listeners, want to get a hold of you, is there a, is there a particular uh, way, like an email or or, or um, maybe like maybe like a website even website mostly serious or how can they get in contact with mostly serious or Geek Foundation? Or... Yeah, um, definitely. So you can. I've got a little profile on on the mostly serious's website. So if you want to check that out, check out our work. Um, go to mostlyserious.io. Uh, and if you want to find the Geek Foundation, we've got a, a website in progress, but we um, are on Facebook. So just search Facebook Facebook for the Geek Foundation and we'll be there. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again very much for joining us. 